another episode of Husky Talk. We are less than a month away from the start of the 50th Iditarod. On our episode today, we are having identical twins from Kanak, Alaska. They love dogs, running, and adventure. They both are veterans of the Iditarod. Please welcome to the show, Anna and Christy Barrington. Hello, Anna and Christy. Welcome to the show. Well, this being the 50th... <laughs> <laughs> with this being the 50th anniversary of the Diderot, we are going to start out the show with a little Diderot trivia. We have five questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> First question, who founded the Diderot? Joe Reddington Sr. and Dorothy Page, I think, has something to do with it. Yep. And Violet. Second question, who won the very first Diderot? Dick Lomar. Correct. Third question, who was the first female Iditarod champion? Libby Riddle. Correct. Fourth question, what was the closest finish? One second, between Rick Mackey and Dick Mackey. Or was it Rick Mackey? Rick Swenson. Rick Swenson. And who, and Dick Mackey or Rick yeah, Mackey? Dick Mackey and uh, Rick Swenson. Rick, okay, okay, I knew it was one of the Mackey. Rick and Dick. <laughs> Fifth question. Who was the oldest person to ever finish the Iditarod? Norman Bond. Correct. Woo! Five out of five. (laughs) Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, Yeah, Uh, right now Christy and I live in Kinnick, Alaska, which is about 60 miles away from Anchorage. Um, It's a half mile off of the historic Iditarod Trail, which you can take all the way to Nome. And we have 45 huskies, a variety of dog ages, from some pups that are about six months old to our oldest dog, Jonah, who will be 14 this summer. And we have two cats. And Christy will be running her 12th Iditarod, and this will be my 10th. Or Christy's 13th Iditarod, and this is my 11th. Um, And want to say anything else? Oh, good. Right. Yeah. So there's the starter. You guys aren't originally from Alaska. What brought you to Alaska and got you involved in dog mushing? Uh, we grew up in uh, Fort Wayne, Wisconsin, which is on the South Shore of Lake Superior, and our neighbor had sled dogs. And we would be over there all the time, helping her run teams and playing with puppies and helping with chores, and we just uh, kind of grew a love for, for dogs that way uh, and we did a few uh, junior races and then uh, went in the National Guard and did some uh, college and then just had this desire to be back with dogs so we worked with a touring company in Claw Valley, California and got the opportunity to come up here with the owner to buy some more dogs. And we met Dean Osmar, who won the Iditarod in 1984. And he offered uh, us a job to come up and do real mushing, not just uh, give rides to tourists. And we were ready to, to see what it was like in Alaska and bus dogs up there. So we said, that sounds great. And we moved up to Kisilov that fall in 2007 and uh, started learning how to really run dogs. and been up here ever since and just love it. 
We saw that you both were in the National Guard in Wisconsin. Do you feel that training in the National Guard has helped you in preparing for later on each year? Um, I just think that it was a good thing to be a part of growing up to learn teamwork and to learn different skills and get you out of your comfort zone. And I just I think all life experiences till then has just contributed to um, being out there and just the experiences you have through the work we've done and the dogs we've worked with and the people we've worked with. So it's just been a really good life experience. The Iditarod is a tough and grueling race. What does it take to do this race? Um, you, you definitely have to have a passion for it. It's um, a lot of discipline and love and uh, being comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> Talk to us about some of the toughest parts of the Iditarod. Well, some of the toughest parts when I get around is because of what the weather decides to do. Um, tough things are being, and we've been in this cold at 64 below zero. Um, we've been in it, it's been raining on us at 40 above. Uh, we've crossed water and snowstorms and glare ice, hurricane force winds. So sometimes the weather and the trail conditions are going to tell you if this is going to be hard or not. And 2014 was one of the worst races ever because it was just frozen ground going down through the Dazelle Gorge. Um, and then there's just some other things that you've got to encounter and fight through. Like if, you know, you're having maybe there's a little stomach bug going around that's going through your team and maybe you have to, you know, return a dog that got tired or sore or something. It was one of your best leaders. But with all those tough things, those hard things that you have to go through, there's as many wonderful, beautiful experiences you have with these young dogs that you had, a surprise new leader, um, breaking trail and getting through this other side of the storm, or maybe having your fastest finish, or getting to the finish line with the most dogs, or just seeing the most beautiful northern lights we've ever seen. And one thing that's just a beautiful experience is sharing that together, Christy and I, because we have our best friends you know, with our dogs out there seeing all that stuff. And I think with dog mushing, the most difficult thing is the sleep deprivation. It's something you have to fight, and it's something you're either good at or you're not, and it's definitely one of the most difficult parts of racing. And I think the other difficult part of owning and managing a kennel is seeing your dogs age and get old. And like Joe and I, 14, and we had a lot of firsts together. He was on my first quest team, my first Iditarod team. We won our first races together. So to see him want to do what he knows he used to be able to do is real hard. So he goes out and he free runs with the puppies and he can do up to seven miles comfortably. And then, and then that time he kind of looks back at me like, that's enough, Mom. I, I would like to go home now. And just, he still has that want to go out on 50-mile runs, but he can't anymore. And that's really hard to see. We've been asking our guests about the chances that they've seen in the dirt out over the years. You've been doing the races for 11 or 12 years. What changes have you guys seen in that time? Oh, we've seen the trail change. We've been a part of a few reroutes, um, two times starting in Fairbanks, and last year having the trail go to Wilt, to Ofer and back. So that's been interesting. Um, just the field of competitors has been changing as well. Some of those older mushers have 
retired and aren't there anymore, ones that like, oh my gosh, you know, Christy and I would look up to Jeff King and Lance Mackey and um, the Linwood Fielder who's not racing and hasn't been ride anymore and um, there's quite a few, uh, D.D. John Rolls, Ali Zirkles, there's a lot of really good mushers that have since retired, so there's a lot of new faces and getting to, to know them and that kind of thing. A few yeah. rule changes, and we used to drive 16 dogs, and now it's 14. Do you have a favorite musher? Uh, Chrissy's my favorite yeah. musher. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're each other's biggest fans. Cool. If you had a chance to race the Diderot in the early years, would you? Oh, yeah. I think that'd be incredible. I, I kind of gravitate towards the enjoying the journey and a little bit of a slower pace obviously I'm not you know winning the thing but I enjoy the, the, the race I love being out there and it's kind of uh, bittersweet when it comes to an end so back in the day when they were finishing in you know 14 to 20 days that's just that much more time out on the trail with your dog so I think it would be a really interesting experience yeah it must have felt more like an expedition back then than just a people getting through this race in eight to ten days. What do you think the, is the biggest change since the beginning? I think the dogs have changed the most. The different uh, breeding that the uh, mushrooms have done and just developed these bloodlines within Alaskan Huskies just has changed a lot and the gear has changed a lot. Um, from lithium batteries and headlamps to LED lights for headlamps. Uh, the composition of sleds isn't made of wood anymore. It's more carbon fiber and anything yeah. like that. Yeah, food, dog booties, the material and the closure system on those has changed a lot. The runner plastic slides on and off with the dovetails kind of joint instead of like screwing it on there or having the QCR runners and yeah, gear has changed a lot, dogs have changed a lot, and training has changed a lot. Back back in the days, they didn't run dogs on four-wheelers. When it started to snow, that's when you started to train and run dogs, and then somebody started doing more dryland stuff on wheeled carts, and then the introduction of the four-wheelers to dog training, and dog training has changed, nutrition has changed a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, the quality of kibble and the uh, selection has definitely changed. There's just a lot more food to choose from, and uh, people are kind of going more human-grade things and buying stuff for people to use, and we're not hunting and trapping to, to feed our dogs and that kind of thing. So we're pretty spoiled in some regards. Uh, it's, changed, it's changed a lot. Just even in the 10 years, 10, 12 years that we've been racing it, and then you go back even further for 50 years of Iditarod, and there's huge changes. Yeah, Christie's first I did rock, there was no cell phones and no GPSs allowed and these days we're allowed a, a cell phone GPS and it just that was just a change in ten years. What keeps you guys coming back to the Iditarod year after year? Uh, I think we come back because of the dogs. The journey with them and just the camaraderie and the effort it takes to, to do something like that. And we wouldn't be able to do a thousand mile expedition with the dogs without the assistance of a committee like the Iditarod. 
I have twin sisters, and it, I know it's pretty rare being twins. Talk to us about being twins. I also kind of fun from the beginning to have a best friend and somebody to to support you and all the fun stuff you do or the talk you out the silly ideas that you thought. Um, and just we've been our best support system for each other and always believing in one another. Um, and just it's, it makes some of the things that are really hard fun. Like we've been working on our food drops and cutting a lot of meat and doing all those things by yourself wouldn't be fun, but Christy and I will be cutting meat and listening to music and talking and getting all excited about our Iditarod plans and things. So just a lot of fun to share this experience with somebody that you're super close to. Also, we wear the same size gloves and socks and everything, so it's easy to share everything. <laughs> and it's easy it's easy on the dogs. We, we both, we're so similar. Our voices are the exact same to them. So I think it's easier on them running for us because we're so much more alike than having to learn the mannerisms and styles of two separate people. We had Pete Ripmaster on our show a couple weeks ago, and he said he was going to handle for you guys at the start of the drive. How do you guys get connected? Oh, well, he came up and did you know, the, um, the IPI. So he, we see him on the trail and that kind of things, and he knows the stuff that we went through. And he kind grew of, up running with Mitch, CD. Yeah, and we uh, just connected through social media and things. And he put on the virtual I did around last year, so it was a human being, you know, run, bike, swim, hike your way to know recording your miles through various me mediums and things. And, and we did that. And we did that, and that was a lot of fun and just he, he loves Alaska and he loves the trail and that kind of thing. So to be able to connect like that was, was cool. And it, we look forward to having him having him here. Our final segment of the show is a segment we are bringing back from our first season. It is called Mushroom Mount Rushmore. If you had to replace the four presidents on Mount Rushmore with the four faces, with four faces of the Iditarod, who would they be? You can pick anyone that has anything to do with the Iditarod. Oh, there definitely has to be a dog up there. Yeah, it wouldn't have to be a certain designated dog, like a dog that would represent all dogs. Oh. <laughs> and I think there would have to be uh, Can you repeat that? I think it's an, uh, I think Judge Mm -hmm. I think it'd be cool to have a veterinarian. I don't know what veterinarian, but someone that with a stethoscope and a headlamp that would represent how much work is involved with the veterinarian. Yeah, maybe one of the native mushers because this is we have so much support from the villages and all the people there that there's been quite a few good native mushers. I sure. I mean. Like Alex Dirkle, Dung, Butcher, Lippy Riddles, Jesse Roy are all phenomenal women mushers that have really helped this sport be a honor everything that goes into it. But it's a cool idea. Yeah, it's a real cool idea. Mm -hmm. Before we let you go, make sure to like our Iditarod EDU TikTok page. There is a TikTok of you two on there. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, on there. Thank you. <laughs>
Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Eli. It was great talking to you, too. Good luck in the dirt ride. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Special thanks to Anna and Christy Barrington for being on our show today. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please leave us a review. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on our show, please email us at huskytalk at gmail.com. Huskytalkone at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. Remember to follow iDoodleRodEDU on TikTok. We would like to also give credit to Hobo Jim for our intro song, in the land yeah, of the midnight sun. And our outro they call song, this race the Iditarod Trail. To me, it's Reddington's Run. In my heart, it's Reddington's Run. From the city lights of Anchorage to the finish line of Nome. You'll never find a village that he couldn't call his home. And no matter how hard the going got, he was never afraid to run. Where another man would just give it in, Joe had just begun. Here's to Joe and it's off we go in the land of the midnight sun. Mm, they call this race the Iditarod Trail. To me, it's Reddington's Run. In my heart, it's Reddington's run. Now a cold wind blows, and everybody knows it'll never be the same. Every musher cried on the night you died, and every husky howled your name. Here's to Joe, and it's off we go in the land of the midnight sun. They call this race the Iditarod Trail. To me, it's Reddington's Run. In my heart, it's Reddington's Run. Hey, here's to Joe, and it's off we go. In the land of the midnight sun. They call this race the Iditarod Trail. To me, it's Reddington's Run. May it always be Reddington's.